0: This episode is brought to you by Weight Inclusive Innovators' newest offering, the Accountability Club. Are you struggling to find time to work on your business and need some accountability? The Accountability Club is a space for Weight Inclusive Innovators to dedicate time each month to work on their business. In this space, you'll be in a supportive community with like-minded professionals completing those $1,000 tasks that keep falling to the back burner and are keeping you from leveling up in your business. Registration is now open. We have 11 spots left for our Q1 cohort, January, February, and March of 2023. So come do the work with us. We have two monthly co-working sessions, get support with one monthly group business coaching session, and then be in community with other like-minded clinicians who are working on their businesses in our private Slack channel, and we will be doing weekly check-ins. So head over to weightinclusiveinnovators.com slash accountability-club to register today for our beta round pricing. We're in this together to make weight-inclusive care more accessible, and it starts with our businesses.
1: Welcome to the Weight-Inclusive Innovators Podcast. My name is Hannah Turnbull. And I'm Morgan Sinclair. We're two non-diet dietitians, entrepreneurs, and Enneagram 7s here to talk shop about the business side of things.
0: From managing a team of clinicians, to building a cohesive brand, to figuring out how the heck to pay yourself, we get deep down in it talking about what it actually
1: takes to start, run, and grow your weight-inclusive business, the good and the messy. We know your degree didn't include any business classes, at least not any applicable to what you're doing now as an entrepreneur. This is why we are on a mission to bring business education to other weight-inclusive clinicians. Say sayonara to all the hours spent on Google and hello to information that is actually relevant. Let's dive into today's episode. What's up, Weight Inclusive Innovator fam? We are back. Today, we are going to be chatting about whether or not you should have a podcast. And the reason we're talking about this is because when this episode goes live, we will officially be a whole year into running our podcast. Happy one year. One year. I feel like we need a little birthday cake and to sing happy birthday to us. Um, what's your favorite kind of cake? Ooh, I love a good actually, you know what? I was gonna say I love a good funfetti, I love a good German chocolate cake, but my actual favorite kind of cake is nothing bundt cakes because their cream cheese icing is so good. Okay, I'm surprised you didn't say Trace Leches. Oh, okay, that's really good too. Ugh. I don't have a favorite. All cakes are created equal in my mind.
0: Agree. I do love a German chocolate cake and I love a flourless chocolate cake and I love a strawberry cake. I hate picking favorites too. So I'm with you. I like a moist cake. That's my one ask. Please don't.
1: Moist cake with, I hate the fluffy whipped icing. It has to be like the rich cream cheese icing.
0: I think both have a place in different cakes.
1: Anyway, back to the
0: podcast.
1: Yes, back to the podcast. We're very excited to talk about whether or not you should have a podcast as two gals who have hit the year mark of our podcast. But before we dive into all of that, let's check in with Hannah. What were your business highs and lows of the last week?
0: Well, we are recording the week of Thanksgiving. And so with that, I don't have school and I have a four-day weekend. So that is definitely my high. I'm living my best social life this week. Um, I have a ton of plans for like skiing and climbing and connecting with friends that I haven't seen in a while. And I'm so stoked for that. So I'm feeling really in alignment with my life, which feels nice. And I would say my low is... I still have two weeks of my class left and I just want to be on a month break from grad school already. I know these aren't directly business highs and lows, but it's sort of like I'm doing grad school to support my business and they're sticking out to me because for the rest of the year, I'm kind of just coasting with my businesses and taking some time off and all that good stuff. So it's, it's kind of neutral in the businesses for me. What about well, you?
1: And I feel like for whatever reason, this class you're in right now is kind of kicking your ass. Dude, it is totally kicking my ass. Like the teacher has such high expectations, which is
0: great. She's an awesome professor and really conscientious and giving good feedback. I think I said that last episode. But the amount of work, I'm like, give me my B plus already. I am not striving for an A here. I can't. I don't have 16 hours a week to dedicate to this. Right. And
1: that's what I was going to say. Like, yes, your grad school is not like your business. And with the, with those increased expectations, it's, I can only imagine taking away from your like usual routine of business things. And so it just kind of disrupts everything. Yes. My highs and lows of this last week, highs are that I feel like there's just like a lot of projects happening right now. And that's leaving me mostly energized of all of the things I have going on, one of them is I'm doing a collaboration with Courtney Vickery, who's the founder of Declat Designs. So Courtney is another dietitian turned brand strategist and web designer. And her and I are hosting a week-long 30-minute-a-day workshop for making sure your website is like the bee's knees before going into 2023. So each day we have a different topic that we're covering 15 minutes of education, 15 minutes of dedicated time to work on it, 30 minutes during your lunch break to move, elevate your website before we go into 2023. So that offering is called the rockin website refresh and registration will be open by the time this goes out. That so is you- so exciting. That sounds awesome. I'm so excited. It's so fun to do offerings with other people in this space. Like I, to my knowledge, me and Courtney are like two of the only weight inclusive dietitians turned designers. I think there might be a few others that like dabble in branding and web design, but it's not their like primary focus. And so getting to team up with her and just like create this together has been like a dream come true. It's been so fun. I love collaboration in our space.
0: Well, and it kind of speaks to the community over competition aspect as well, right? Because you both have similar businesses, but you have different styles and are coming together to speak to each other's audiences, which I think is so cool and such a good example of there's room for us all in this thing.
1: Right. Well, and just like we said with the accountability club, right? Like we're, we're, we all have a collective goal to make weight inclusive care more accessible. And if that means us introducing our audiences to each other, uh, to work with the right person in order to make that happen and and have that stronger online presence, like that's our collective goal, like all around.
0: That's such a, a good point. I didn't think about how being in the accountability club is also going to be networking and getting to know clinicians who are in other states
1: when different clients come through and people with different niches. Good point. Yeah. So it's just like, it's a group of people that are all on a collective mission together of making weight inclusive care a thing. I love it. My low of the week is because it's a holiday week. I feel like I've just been putting in like extra long work days, which is totally fine, but I am very much ready for a break. This is my last thing to do today. And then I will be taking off all day tomorrow, not planning on opening my inbox at all. Tomorrow is Thanksgiving. I'm at my parents' house recording this right now. So planning on just spending the day with them and watching football. That's my plan.
0: (laughs) And we just want to take a second to acknowledge that we know Thanksgiving is a painful holiday for some people and it is rooted in really fucked up historical things. And so we're not going to give it much space to talk about. We're just mentioning like holiday week. So our plans with our work are different.
1: Yes. Thank you for naming that. You ready to dive into today's episode? Let's do it.
0: I cannot believe to date we have hit a year of the podcast and we have 60 episodes that we have produced.
1: And 10,000 downloads. We did it! We made it. It's not that we made it because we didn't really have a marker for it, but it's really cool that we hit 10,000 downloads.
0: It's super cool and it's really interesting because my mind goes to a couple places with that. One is like that sounds like a lot and I I think for our industry that's really good, but I also my mind goes to the other place of just the popular podcasts that are more for general audiences that I listen to that talk about like having millions of downloads a month. I'm like whoa. So it's not necessarily a comparison of like, ah, why aren't we doing that? But it is interesting to think about what do metrics actually mean and what is the context? Because I know we can see sort of active listeners and downloads and all that good stuff. And I think we have a solid at least 200 people that listen in and it's all people in our space. Mostly. I'm going to put a little asterisk because I know some of my climbing friends like to listen.
1: (laughs) they're just
0: like, you and Morgan are so funny.
1: And I'm like, Aww, I know. I, that. I feel like I'm never, I was like, never named like a funny kid growing up. So <laughs> my like teenage self is like my heart. My teenage heart is warm by that. I love that. That's surprising to me. You're very funny. Man, I'm a little different now than I was in high school. That's okay. It's okay. Growth, you know, it as it should be. Yes.
0: Yes. So. I feel like we've got a really solid group of listeners. We hit over 500 followers on Instagram in a year, which is awesome. And it just feels really good to keep moving through the space and producing content. I don't know about you, Morgan, but I often reflect on how it's always felt comfortable to record and converse because we're friends. But when I think about wording things now, I feel it's more in a podcast interview conversation kind of way and less filler words and
1: ums. Well, I try. I think I say like a lot, but I don't really care. Same. It, it feels different. I don't know what it was last week's or two weeks ago when I was editing that episode. The number of times that I said like, and I was talking so fast that I couldn't like, because I usually cut them out if I can. That is a big task to cut out all the likes from us. I haven't done the likes. I have done the ums because you can usually see the sound waves where we're like talking, 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 pause, um, pause, and then talking, talking, talking. So that's easy to like snip it out. And I don't remove all of them because we are still human and we do say, um, it's only when there's pauses before and after that that I can, like, it doesn't, Im- I keep saying, like, what the heck? Okay, I'm going to be conscious of that this whole episode now. Anyway, I don't know where we're going with that. We feel better public speaking. This has been a this has been good training for essentially public speaking because we're so casual when we're recording this, but getting to hear it back has been really helpful for me of yeah, how I'm phrasing things, how my voice sounds, how we like are essentially sharing a stage kind of. Yeah, we still we're still working on that. We both get really excited and talk over each other a lot. I
0: feel like we've worked on it a lot though. Like we can kind of see each other's cues of when we can tell someone might stop talking or start talking, but yes, Mm -hmm. we definitely still are like, wait, I want to say something about that. And that, I think that's just normal. That would be so robotic if we never did that.
1: Very true. Especially given our personalities. So 100%.
0: Okay. I have some questions for you about our podcast, producing the podcast.
1: Okay. Well, you know, if you ask them, you also have to answer them, right? Yes. yes. Okay. Just making sure.
0: What has been your favorite part of creating this podcast?
1: Getting to talk to you every week. That <laughs> is one of them. I look forward to this. This is the, this is my one and only commitment that I have on Wednesdays. Cause usually Wednesdays are my flex days and just having this to look forward to every week is so nice. I feel it's been really helpful that we kind of knew each other. We kind of knew each other before this. We definitely know each other way better now. And what people don't hear is before we hit record, we usually have a nice little like catch up sesh of things that are going on in our lives. We've gone through some shit this year.
0: Dude, 100%. That's Oh, I agree. Now I want that to be my favorite part of this podcast.
1: Um, well, you know, we suck at choosing favorites. So you can, too. you can say yes. And to that.
0: Love it. I appreciate how much our friendship has grown through doing this. Cause I, when you collaborate with someone, it could go either way of, Oh God, like we have to stop this immediately, or it just gets stronger and better. And I feel like that's been our experience, which is cool. And it hasn't been without hard parts as well, which will kind of talk about or get into at least our least favorite, I would say one other favorite part that I have about this is just the fact the consistency of it is really nice. And I'm proud of us for producing every single week. I don't think we've missed one week. We
1: did miss a couple of newsletters. Whoops. (laughs) Hey, podcasts take priority over the newsletters. Yes. I cannot believe that we have been this consistent. I am just, I'm truthfully shocked by that of, and it's not even that we've been consistent and it's starting to like, feel not as fun anymore. Like I'm pumped for next year too. Me. We just have so many things that we have been wanting to talk about that we're going to get to. I'm so excited me too and i feel like we never run out
0: of topics because let's say we talk about boundaries 10 weeks ago or whatever there's some other context where something reminds us of boundaries and a situation with our business that could be its own whole episode and so there's just always content and things we want to address that's coming up as we're running our businesses and thinking about people who may be just starting their businesses or wanting to scale and so the content is endless and i know we both light on fire talking about
1: this stuff. It's our jam. I have one now that's kind of abridging a favorite and least favorite. And this is only on my mind because this just happened to me. Love. <laughs> I was doing a last minute grocery store run for my mother. And I was walking back to my car with our cornbread mix. And a girl was like, Morgan? it's a dietitian that I know who happens to live in the same area as my parents do. And I haven't seen her in a long time. It was so good to see her. I was asking her, what have you been up to? What's new with you? And then she answered and then she asked me and she goes, well, I've been listening to your podcast. And so I tried to like tell her like what was new with me. And I was like, this feels pointless of telling you this because you literally know everything from the pod. So Celeste, if you are listening to this because now that I know you listen to the pod, so good to see you literally an hour and a half ago in the grocery store parking lot. Love that you listen to the pod. But it's been interesting cuz I'm I love small talk whenever I'm with people. I know that's a very unpopular opinion, but I love small talk and it's been hard to have small talk with folks when they listen to the pod because I feel like they already know everything about me. And that just, it feels a little weird because then I feel like I'm taking up their time by having to like rehash out things. And I was like, you already know this. You listen to the pod. Yeah, I relate to that so much. And it's really like, it brings up the bigger
0: part of having so much access to people and things we post on social media, which again, we are pretty open books and we like having our life out there and people connecting with us and knowing us as humans. And that does make those situations hard, but
1: it is what it is. It's kind of it cool. is what it is. I and I don't think that would be my least favorite part. That was just kind of like a little a funny. unique piece of being a podcast host. My least favorite part is really long episodes that I have to edit. <laughs> it takes my attention span isn't good enough for them. So I mean, we had one. I, there's one that comes to mind. I think the episode itself was like, or the recording itself was an hour and a half and it paired down to maybe an hour and 5 minutes or something like that so those are just i have to i have to mentally prepare myself i can do about 20 minutes of editing at a time and so these episodes that are like between that are between 40 and 50 minutes is two sit down and edit sessions for me
0: it's funny because i think i know the episode you're talking about and i swear the first 30 minutes we were on one and just literally wasn't we weren't even talking about the content of the podcast yet we were just catching up so that's our bad we're going to try to keep it tighter but sometimes we're just excited to be here and catch up and hope that our friendship gives you warm feelings as well
1: what's your least favorite part
0: honestly the detail orientation of it if you guys get our newsletter you'll see mistakes and like little grammatical things and spelling errors i just can't be bothered honestly my brain doesn't work like that i'm A good enough kind of gal, and so. But sometimes I feel myself getting into that space of like the nitty gritty, and part of that's I write up our show notes, the newsletter most of the time. When when I yeah, you do
1: a lot of like I don't want to say secretary work, but that's kind of like that's (laughs) kind of what it lumps into. Whereas like because I I do a lot of the visual design piece of it, and you do a lot of the writing, and that's hilarious because I know how much you don't love punctuation and grammar. I don't, I'm not good at it. However, I think I'm getting better with grad school and
0: through doing this and I want to be a better writer and I would love to do more newsletters and things in the new year. So, and maybe one day write a book. I am doing these parts to work on my weaknesses and that's how I look at it. So I hope when I make a mistake that I'm just human to people, but that is my least favorite part is how meticulous it is. I know some people get off on that shit. I don't, it's not me. I'm big picture.
1: And with the meticulous part of doing the pod, in order to keep this going, we have had to fine-tune our podcast production hoopla systems, (laughs) whatever we want to call it. I like hoopla. (laughs) Hoopla. That's how my brain feels with some of this sometimes. And we are a divide and conquer kind of team. We each have our assigned tasks that we have to do. We live out of Asana to have it all listed out for us, have our due dates in there also kind of as a way to hold each other accountable, to make sure things get done. Things still get pushed back all the time. Caitlin, your business apprentice, who has been incredible helping out the pod, still has to message us, mainly me, from from time to time about things that I have not gotten done it too. She's so like, nice I'm about it. I am wondering
0: if this is somewhere
1: or like is, where yeah. can I find this? Or can I find this? Nowhere, it's in my you head can't. I'll do it now. <laughs> it's still in my brain. It's not out yet. So what podcast production has looked like for us is having a consistent time that we meet. Sometimes we move it around, but I would say 90% of the time it is on Wednesday afternoons.
0: It used to be Fridays and then we were both out of steam on Fridays. So when we switched it to Wednesdays, that was a game changer for me at least.
1: Yeah, that was really helpful. We use Asana, as I mentioned, we also have a Google folder. So we have a Google sheet that is our podcast schedule. So we know we plan it out each quarter of what we're going to talk about. If we need to make some minor modifications throughout, we can, like if we develop a new business offering or anything like that. But for the most part, we have our quarterly schedule in place. And then we also have a template, a Google Doc template that has our title, record date, launch date, how we're going to start the episode, what our check-ins going to be, the talking points, the ending also a place where Hannah writes the show notes. We choose the categories, we pull quotes. And then because Hannah does the newsletter, I will send one to three things each week that I want to be in the like things on our mind section and I'll drop them in the Google Docs. So everything is just in one place.
0: And we have all of these pre-written up as templates that are blank. And so whenever we go to create an episode, we reproduce the same Google document and we reproduce on our newsletter, the structure, and then we fill in the words and things, the content every week.
1: It's been so helpful because it's one less thing that we have to remember in our minds of like, oh, are we forgetting to do that? Oh, do we need to add that? Having the checklist and having this flow and structure is so helpful.
0: Yes. And I would say it's definitely made us more efficient as well. Outside of recording the actual podcast, I probably spend about an hour on things outside, unless we are getting ready. Like we just spent a bit more time with the accountability club and getting things launched and our systems and strategies there. And otherwise about an hour on that specific episode. How much would you say? You probably spend a little bit more with editing. But I do.
1: Yeah, I spend a little bit more. I would say probably closer to an hour and a half to two hours, but still very manageable. And it's worked really well for me. And I enjoy actually, it might be a little less than that because I feel like we have passed quite a few things off to Caitlin recently. And so, really, mine is just editing the podcast and creating two of the Instagram graphics.
0: What tips do you have for our listeners if they are thinking about starting a podcast?
1: Well, a little bit of backstory. (laughs) We knew nothing about starting a podcast, and whenever we were starting the podcast, was right when I started dating a guy who had a podcast, and so pretty much everything that I brought to the table of here's systems that we should use, here's platforms we should use, et cetera, et cetera, came from him. (laughs) Drama left. Yeah, I think about that sometimes. And I was like, nope, you don't get to give him that power, Morgan. You and Hannah figured this shit out on your own. We sure did. <laughs> I always like to think when a relationship or a situationship
0: or whatever ends, there was always one thing, one lesson or one thing taken from it. And that
1: that was it from that person. There were a lot of things taken from that, but this was one helpful one for the business. Love it. <laughs> And you know, and I do have to hold like I have to hold space for that. He gave recommendations for where to host the podcast, which is the platform that we use, and it's been really great. And, we and use so
0: captivate.
1: we use captivate, captivate.fm. Do we pay for it? Yes. It's very okay. inexpensive though. Okay. Hannah's in charge of the finances because Lord I'm the CFO. You're way more diligent with that kind of stuff. Anyway, so. Whenever we were starting the podcast, we obviously needed a place to host it. Captivate made it really easy to link it to Apple and Spotify, which was the main reason we went with them. It also says a really clean back end. So it seems it is very easy to navigate. Whenever we first started, we had a website that was a very basic one page website. We needed a place to put show notes. Hindsight 2020, I feel like instead of duplicating the pages and having them all as separate pages, we could have just kept a Google Doc to give people access to if you like really needed to cut costs somewhere. I love having an online presence though. And so that was a priority for me when we were getting started. What tips would you have for starting a podcast?
0: My number one tip would be. Because podcasts are a lot of work, even when you make it efficient, one, you have to really want to do this. And two, you have to have an intention. So I know at minimum, our intention with this podcast is we love to educate. We are teachers. We are speakers. This is our jam. So we get fulfilled in that way. And also this is marketing for us and our different services. And now we've developed offerings through we to where we've made it monetary. As well. And so I think if you are a busy person and you are thinking about developing a podcast, you have to know what and why you're doing it, what your capacity is for it. Can you do weekly? Can you do monthly? What are you hoping to get out of it? And it is okay if you're just like, this is fun for me and I want to do it with a friend and I think I would build a lot of skills. That's cool. But when we're thinking about business, again, you don't have a business if you're not making money, then it's just a hobby, which there's a lot to be said for hobbies. Hobbies are important. Um, but what I what I see is a lot of podcasts will fizzle out after like 10
1: episodes because people are like, wait, why am I doing this again? And this was a hobby for us for a while. We were actively losing money for a bit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but we- And mean, by we, yeah. I mean you. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Values Driven Group for sponsoring our podcast, <laughs> aka paying the up thing for up front. And we both had a vision of what this could be and has been, and it's been really fucking awesome. It is. And again, it's still marketing. Like it is. We've both gotten business coaching clients from here and have hosted our workshop. And now we have the accountability club. So it worked out. It only our took dreams, us apart. our
1: dreams have come to fruition. Yeah, I would mimic that. I mean, we've said it once and we'll take it to the grave with us. This podcast would never have happened without each other. Mm -hmm. we both know ourselves. I am hundred percent would have gotten, I don't even know if I would have made it 10 episodes in before it fizzled out the accountability of this together. So even if you wanted to have a solo podcast, find someone else who also wants to start a podcast and hold each other accountable. Yes.
0: I can't imagine not having the banter to feed off. We feed off each, each other's energy. And I also, I hate being the center of attention that surprises a lot of people, but I I'm actually throwing a skating birthday party with my friend whose birthday is near mine. And I'm, I'm excited about the skating part and I'm dreading being the center of attention. (laughs) So, so, and I feel like when you're the, the solo podcast host, you are the center of attention and that just gives me anxiety. So I couldn't do a solo podcast and I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to talk for as much as I would want to, or speak to a topic to do it justice. Cause you and I have both done some solo podcast episodes and we will continue to do that occasionally. And it's not my favorite cause it's putting our brains together is
1: the best part of this. It's comical whenever we do our solo episodes and we, <laughs> there was one time that I was doing a solo episode and I forgot that you were still on the podcast invite and I kept moving it on my Google calendar, like farther and farther back. Cause I just didn't have the bandwidth to do it by myself. I remember you texting me and you were like, uh, you going to get this done, Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm so sorry. That was like, I'm pretty sure that was, you were
0: ended up recording on Saturday or Sunday and it launched on Monday. So that was a very quick production time. Quick
1: turnaround, but just goes to show would not happen solo. Absolutely. So we'll finish this up with the title of the podcast episode and the, the question that we originally asked, should you have a podcast?
0: I would say, obviously everybody gets to choose for themselves, but I want to say yes, you should absolutely do a podcast. It's a very fun medium. It's a creative outlet. It's way better if you're not a detail-oriented person that has to sit and type stuff When you use your voice, you get to show people your personality and your warmth and your ability to connect. And you also get to speak to things in a more deliberate and expansive way than what a one dimensional written product can be. It's excellent marketing. I feel like people are listening to more podcasts than ever, like while you do your dishes or laundry or go for a walk. People love to be stimulated. And it's such a gift to be in people's ears. So I'm a yes. What about you? Should people start a podcast?
1: I'm a yes with an asterisk because what is a yes without an asterisk? (laughs) I am a yes for all of those reasons that you listed. The asterisk comes into play if you are introverted and don't like talking. And the idea of being like all ears on you all eyes on you, whichever you want to say, technically yours, but you know, it is what it is really freaks you out. I would get curious about that because it is such a strong medium and it is such a great way to market yourself. But I would say if you're, if you're wanting to coast with your business, if you are content where your business is, you're not wanting to grow, you have a private practice and you see 20 clients a week and like, that's it. And like, you don't want to do anything beyond that. I wouldn't start a podcast because people are going to find you and they're going to want to start working with you. And so if that overwhelms you, no, but if you want your business to grow and you want your business to diversify in revenue, or maybe you just want a hobby, maybe you want to get better at public speaking and a podcast where you can cut out all of the likes and the ums and the pauses and say the same thing five times and figure out how you like to say it best and use that clip. It's a great, great way to explore that.
0: So if you do decide you do want to start a podcast, you're like, yes, this is a good fit for me. We want to give you a quick run through of the equipment we use, the programs we use, et cetera. So for recording, we use Zoom and we also both have
1: mics and pop pop filters, pop filters.
0: Yes. I have a Yeti mic. I fucking love it. It's really cool.
1: I have no clue what kind of mic that I have, but it came at the recommendation of Claire from Flourish and we will just link it in the show notes, but it is light and able to be transported easily, which is a plus your quality is definitely way better, but this gets the job done. So we're sticking with it.
0: Yes. My last mic got fucked up in my suitcase in Mexico city. So it doesn't travel great. Maybe I'll get it its own case. I had to buy a new one, which is fine. Cause I use it for a lot of things. Um, but having a good night, Mike, good sound quality is important. And then we, like we said, we use Google Drive, Google Sheets, all that stuff for podcast production and ideas and brainstorming. We use Asana
1: to keep us on track. We use Canva to create marketing materials. We use MailerLite for our email marketing. And then I use a platform called Final Cut Pro in order to edit the podcast. It is a paid app on MacBooks. I paid for it once a long time ago, and it was like a one-time... It was before everyone moved to like monthly subscription models, and so I literally only had to pay for it once, and it was fabulous. I use that because I have to have the visual in order to edit. I guess I don't have to, but I really like it. I think if I was just editing our voices it would be a lot harder to edit because with video, I can see our cues of us moving, getting antsy, about to say something, and it just matches up really nicely. GarageBand on Macs can also be used to edit podcasts that already comes on your laptop. If you don't have a Mac, I'm so sorry. I have no clue what to use to edit because I'm a Mac girl.
0: You can use iMovie as well.
1: Also a Mac product.
0: And then to host our podcast, we use Captivate.fm.
1: I think that's everything. Our website's hosted on? Show it. We do have the WordPress blog that comes with Show It because we wanted each episode to be a blog post. We're not really doing anything with that now other than just having access to it. But in terms of SEO and searchability, that was a priority as we grow.
0: I think we did it.
1: I think that's everything.
0: Go start your podcast and tell us about it so we can listen in. Thanks for listening to the Weight Inclusive Innovators pod. If you like what you hear, subscribe to our podcast to add us to your queue every week. Please leave us a rating and review. Share with a friend to help us reach more weight-inclusive business owners who could use some support and pep talks. See you next week. See ya.